Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Omni Hotel. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for coming out, all the participants who are here. Uh, I also want to thank the participants who are online. We have a dial-in number. Uh, people are calling in. They will be asking questions at the end of this. My name is Joaquin McCoy. I'm a civil rights attorney here in San Francisco. I'm also a sports agent, uh, and I, I know you want to know why I told you that. And the reason is, is because my practice, my work that I do involves resolving issues of discrimination in business, in employment, uh, and in sport. Now, I want to introduce some of my team members. Uh, there's Ronick Patel in the back and Nick Dimming. There's uh, Nick Gallo back there, and we also have Nicole Daryanami. All right. Um, now, what I want to do also is, now, I also want to introduce the plaintiffs at this particular time. And what I want to do is I want to, um, I'm going to call their names, and then I want them just to step forward a bit so everyone here in the room knows who you are. Uh, Lisa Johnson, Catherine Neal, Deborah Neal, Elisa Carr, Janine Neal, Sandra Jamerson, Linda Carlson, Debbie Reynolds, Georgia Lewis, Tyra McDonald, and we have one other planet who is not here, Brianna Rosenberg. Somebody's phone just went off. Uh, I want to also uh, thank and recognize the NAACP who's here. Uh, we have Dan Daniels, if you can step forward, Mr. Daniels. He's the Coastal Area Director for the State Conference for the NAACP. We also have Jimmy Jackson. Thank you for coming, uh, Mr. Jackson. He's the President of the Vallejo NAACP, which covers Napa County. We also have Ron Scott, who is also present. He is the Executive Board Member of the NAACP. Now, when you guys arrived, I think you all got a copy of this. This is the complaint that was filed uh, with the Federal District Court this morning. Uh, it's entitled Lisa Johnson et al., who's the lead plaintiff, versus Napa Valley Wine Training. Please get a copy of this. As you know, the complaint lists the parties to the lawsuit. Uh, it also lists the facts supporting the claims. And, it, and of course, in the in the body of the uh, complaint, it also has all of the claims and theories. There are eight claims. One of the claims is uh, discrimination based on race. There's a claim of defamation. Uh, there's a claim for intentional infliction of emotional distress, breach of contract, breach of good faith and fair dealing, and unfair competition. Now, you may ask why I took this case. I took this case because it's an egregious Hey, it's an, it, the actions taken by the wine train company were egregious. This lawsuit highlights that blacks are still being treated differently in America. And this lawsuit continues this discussion. This lawsuit also highlights that blacks are not just being treated differently in big cities and in urban areas, but that blacks are being treated differently in small cities and towns like Napa County in Napa Valley. Now, we know in Napa County there is 1% of blacks that are registered residents there, which we believe is, is a problem, particularly. Now, the lawsuit itself is very detailed as to the facts. 
So I'm not going to go into all of the facts because they are listed, the, the facts are listed here. Uh, but I'm going to give you a summary of the facts. Now these women have gone to Napa Valley for approximately 17 years. They are uh, members of the Sisters on the Reading Edge Book Club. There are eight members who went on this trip, and there were three who were friends and families uh, of the members. They booked their tickets in December of 2014 to go on the Wyatt Train Tour uh, for an August of 2015 uh, event. When they booked their tickets, they told the res reservationist that there was going to be a large group. The wine train uh, company agreed to accommodate them and put them in the bar car. Bar car is where they serve drinks. When they arrived, before they got on the train, they had stairs. They had shirts that uh, indicated the club that they uh, members of, but they got stairs. They were immediately told to quiet down before they even got on the train. After they got on the train, there were a couple of warnings that they received uh, because a white woman who was on the train complained. Now, Ms. Johnson spoke to the maitre d' and said, well, why are you singing, singling us out? And she indicated that they were singling Has arrived. because they were African-American. The reason is, is because there were other passengers who were on the train who were having a good time, enjoying themselves. And that's why they came on the train. They wanted to enjoy themselves. They wanted to talk about a book that they had read. And they were celebrating uh, a birthday. But the maitre d' decided that she wanted to kick them off the train. She called the police, the St. Helena police, and told them that these women were unruly, which was false. The maitre d' told them that, I know that uh, you're being offensive to the guests because I looked, I looked at their face, and she looked at their face and she felt that they were offended because they were laughing out loud. What happened next is the maitre d' began parading the, uh, the plaintiff through six train cars. They'd even have lunch. While they were paraded through these cars, there were passengers on either side. They were eating lunch. They were having a good time, they were laughing and carrying on. It took some time for the plaintiffs to get off the train because there was one of the plaintiffs who just had had surgery um, and she didn't feel right by walking through six cars. That was not what she had contemplated. When they got off the train, there were police there. The St. Helena police had never been called to take anyone off the train ever in the existence of the wine train. Now. As you may know, two of the women are authors, and they were chronicling the event that happened. And, they, and, and, and this went on social media where uh, there was a hashtag laughing while black. After the discussion on social media, the wine train company went on its Facebook page and posted a defamatory posting. And what the wine train company said was, well, the reason why we kicked these women off the train because they were physically abusive and verbally abusive to guests on this train, which again was false. As a re result of the posting that was false, these plaintiffs have suffered a lot of damage. 
not only were they kicked off the train because they were black, they were defamed on social media by the wine, wine train uh, company because they wanted to get out in front of social media. Well, two of the women lost their jobs because of the posting. And other women, the other women here, have been harmed. And the harm is continuous. Now, the wine train company, the CEO came out and said, yeah, we're 100% responsible. And yes, the group told us that there was going to be a large number of them. But yet and still, they were still kicked off the train. Now, what I want to do now is bring up three of the plaintiffs to talk about their experience while going through this event. And the first uh, plaintiff I want to speak to you is uh, Lisa, Lisa Johnson. Good morning. We are a book club. We read books. We enjoy one another's company. We have been together for 17 years. In my wildest dreams, never did I imagine that um, our annual trip to Napa would end up with us being kicked into a dirt lot in the hot sun to waiting police officers after we've been paraded through um, dining cars. And that was the most humiliating experience that I have ever had in my entire life. Standing before you is humiliating to me because I just don't live my life that way. This is 2015 and this just cannot happen again. Um, you know, there are things that are happening to us that people on the outside don't see. This is our life, you know, people contacting us and, and just assuming that all the things that were said about us in the media that are true, and they absolutely are not. We don't carry ourselves that way. We're professional women, um, and it, it, it just cannot happen again. So that is why we've decided to take a stand to make sure that my granddaughter never has to experience this or anybody else that looks like me doesn't have to experience this. And if it can engage society in a conversation about all the biases that we bring forward when we step into social settings and make us look inward versus outward when we see people that don't look like us, then that's a, that's a, a big uh, step forward for us as well. But the biggest part, I think, is for the people who have power to make them think twice before they treat somebody else like they treated us because it's totally unacceptable. As you know, there were 10 uh, African-American women who were on the train, who got kicked off the train on August 22nd. There was one white woman who's here, Linda Carlson, who was with the group. And she was basically guilty by associating with a group of black women. And I want you to hear her experience um, of what she that day. Good morning. My name is Linda Carlson. I truly believe that from the moment we got on that train, we were singled out. I have never in my life <coughs> experienced racial prejudice. I felt so humiliated being walked through those cars with all those people staring at us. Even the lady that complained about us as we walked by snickered, uh, we thought you, you know. I have never in my life even had a traffic ticket let alone come off the train with armed policemen to escort us into the dirt lot waiting for our, our bus to come and get us. Uh, one thing that happened to me that is very broke my heart is my five-year-old granddaughter. A couple days after, she came to me and she said, Grandma, I saw you on TV. 
I said, you did? What was Grandma doing? And she said, you were being very disrespectful to those people on the train. My granddaughter is my life. She looks up to me, and for her to think that, you know, I'm some person that's being crazy on a train, it breaks my heart. It really saddens me that there is still racial discrimination this day and age. I, I, I just can't believe it. I mean, it just should not happen. I truly feel that if this would have been 11 white women, it would have been no problem. Everybody would have joined in and had a great time and all had a good time. What happened to us was wrong. No one should ever have to experience what we experienced that day. And I truly now know how it feels to be a black woman in society this day and to be discriminated against. I want to, to bring up uh, to the podium is Ms. Neal. She's the eldest of the group that uh, was on the train that day. What your experience was like? Oh, when we they told us we had to go six cars. And we went outside and the police were standing out there looking at us. They weren't expecting <coughs> us women to come out and calm and quiet, not saying much or anything. So they're just standing there just looking at us with their arms folded. So I was very unhappy that that spoiled my trip for the train ride. What Lisa said is true. We're, we're a book club. We read books. We like each other. <laughs> we actually love each we other. We love each other, right? We've been together 17 years. We've traveled together. Um, our children spend the night at each other's homes. We know each other's families. We've traveled. This, this is not our first rodeo going somewhere together as a group, right? We've been to Atlanta. We have been to New York several times, Chicago, L.A. We know how to act appropriately. So to be singled out in a manner of such was humiliating and extremely disrespectful. I have a son in college, and he thought I had done something wrong. It's horrible. It really is. The things that have happened to us, people don't think it's real, but it's absolutely real. People have reached out. People have been nasty, and it's uncalled for. We are not women that do that. We weren't raised that way. We're educated and smart. So for this to happen in 2015 is extremely unacceptable. That is why we're standing up. It is not for, this is not fame. Someone asked us this morning and said, how does it feel to be famous? No, no, we, we don't want it. We don't want that. We just want to read books. We just want to read books. This is the book we were reading. This was a really good book. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Well, we, we don't really want to go in all the details of, of that, but we do know that um, there was a posting made by the wine train said that these were abused and verbally abused passengers on the train. Subsequent to that, uh, Ms. Reynolds uh, was terminated and also Ms. Carr was also terminated uh, from long-standing jobs that they've, they've had for, for years. Again, it's the approximation of time, uh, close in time from the uh, Facebook post. And as you know, uh, this case, in terms of the media wrote about this case, it went national. So everyone knew about the fact that these women were kicked off the train. 
So uh, I don't think it was a coincidence. At this time, they are not concluded in this lawsuit, uh, Johnson versus Napa Valley Wine Train. We're exploring options at that point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and and a lot of the a lot of the details are in the complaint, but I'll the book. Man's promise by Brenda. And you is Lisa. Okay. I think it's important for us to stand up. We have a right to stand up for ourselves. I believe that at the end of the day, it helps to teach people in power to think twice before they do something like this to anybody else again. And that's the only recourse that we have against the power of people who have power over us. I'm an author. You've damaged my reputation. I'm in the process of negotiating a New York Times. Look, I'm going to the New York Times a publishing deal with New York publishers. You can't take that back. That's in the atmosphere. That's being repeated over and over again, even by some of you who've reported it. Um, and that, that that defamatory remark that I'm aggressive and I'm verbally and physically abusive, it, it's out there. And as a standalone, that's all people are hearing about me. There are people in my inbox that I believe were my friends who said to me, did you believe that your behavior was okay on that beautiful train? They never once asked me what happened on the train. And that just goes to show how different black people and white people feel about what racism truly is. And so if this incident up here allows us to evoke some conscious raising conversations, then I think that's another win for this. But that is why we stepped forward. And we felt that it was important for us to take a stand for ourselves. And as you can see, there are serious repercussions to what happened to us that day. People have lost their jobs. This is not a game, it's our life. I'm a fiction author. This was our very first time taking the Napa Valley wine train. We go to Napa on an annual basis. We've gone to Rutherford Grill, a lot of the wineries, Coppola. We love Visa Tui. I mean, we go to the castle every year we go. In prior years, we've taken limousines and um, other forms of transportation, but this was our first time experiencing the Napa Valley wine train and our last. Bob Gilker from the Chronicle. Just, just to clarify, your employers never told you directly they were terminating you because of this. You're you just assuming that because of the time and the circumstances, circumstances that that was the reason. You, you were never directly told, told that this is why you're at. Okay, we we don't want to go into the facts of that particular. Okay. Well, I have a different question though. Yeah. Uh, the wine train has said that they remove, have to remove passengers from the train about once a month. I assume that they're not all black. I, and I also assume that that's going to be a circumstance that they raise uh, in defense of the case. What about that? If they have done it before once a month, uh, wouldn't that contradict a claim that you know, your plaintiffs were removed because of your race if they have done it fairly regularly. Okay, well, first of all, I haven't seen any evidence that they kick uh, in, uh, first of all. Secondly, they do not have an objective test to determine when someone should be kicked off the train. So they don't have any policies or procedures to say, okay, when this happens, uh, X, Y, and Z, then that is the objectivity to determine then one off of the train. Now, the thing is, we do know that St. Helena police has never been called to kick, to escort any passenger off the train. So uh, 
obviously the statement made by the wine train company came after they hired Sam Singer, who was a PR uh, expert. So we we think that their statement was disingenuous, as well as their apology that they gave and their uh, offer to give them 52 tickets uh, and another uh, wine train ride. So we don't agree with their uh, position. My name is Tyra McDonald. Um, the story has been posted all over for social media. Uh, comments comment section associated with a lot of those stories. Many of the commenters took the word of the Napa Valley Wine Gospel. So they assumed everything that the Napa Valley Wine Train said about us was true. They also added on their own adjectives. I've seen people describe us as being violent. I've seen people describe us as being I've seen people describe the incident as we were fighting staff members and passengers. I've seen people describe us as inebriated. Highly hilarious because I don't drink alcohol. And three other members that were with us. So it's extremely hurtful to read comments by people you have never met, who have never seen you, who have never talked to you, who have never interacted with you, who basically judge you based on statements that a company has made, as if companies do not lie, as if companies do not miss. I, I want to uh, thank and acknowledge uh, Amos Brown, Reverend Amos, Amos Brown. He is the president of the NAACP chapter here in San Francisco. I want to say a few words, and then we'll get back to the questions. I'm here to join with our area sectional leader, Dan Daniels, NAACP. Brother Jackson of the Leo branch. More importantly, I'm a member of the National Board of NACP. This is a matter being treated wrongly by being black in this state. Use the words of Condoleezza Rice. Birth defect of America is race and racism. It's inexcusable. No way can it be rationalized or justified. These ladies would not be permitted to have the same privilege <laughs> folks who don't look like them celebrate, <laughs> who laugh, who are joyous, who experience what we all supposed to experience in this country, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It has come to the point, my friends, that even black folks can't be happy in this country. And this didn't happen just by accident, but it's been in our DNA politically in this state. First governor of this state, Peter Burnett, arch racist. He came westward in the early 1830s. He moved up to the Oregon Territory and established the first town there called Germantown. First official act of business was not how roads should be built, not how a cabin should be built, but an ordinance that said no black person will be permitted to settle in this town if they're caught here they will be beaten every six months until they left town. That man, Bernadette, came down here in 1849, <laughs> got involved in politics up at Sacramento. What was his first official act? What happened? Strongness, anti-fugitive slave law in the history of this nation in 1850. Why am I citing all this history? I'm citing it because America, San Francisco, California, 
are still mean as hell to black people. Even in San Francisco, you can't grieve while black. Back in March, police officers came to my church, a grieving family, stepping out of the church, and some dramas in the vision of Africa, dramas in in period of a gumbo band, playing skillfully. Do you know those officers came to our church, had an unmitigated call to say, you're keeping up too much noise. I had them to know. When they have Chinese New Year, they have dragons and drums. Nobody tells them to shut up and hurt and be quiet. When they're Seco Dumaya, nobody tells other people shut up and be quiet. When there's a gay pride parade, nobody tells them to be quiet. And even some have the gall to be out there buck naked. Feel that is that right? What this matter boils down to is this Napa train industry was reflecting the same racist attitude that has been expressed throughout the state. It needs to stop. We just stop living this false image. California is liberal and progressive. Worse than some of the southern states. Indeed, they lynched us in California. It's a sneaky, subtle practice. Even women, dignified women, learned women, women of distinction, not ride a train of somebody letting that demon of race slip out and telling them you're keeping up too much noise and putting them off the train. They deserve every bit of a suit that they have filed in terms of being paid back for the wrong that's been perpetrated against them. It shouldn't have happened. We're all know San Francisco and California seen as hell to black folks. Well, I mean, obviously we can resolve these issues in several ways. And we tried to do that before we came uh, today to file a lawsuit. We met with them uh, for the last two and a half weeks. I've been trying to get them to come to the table. They indicated they were 100% responsible for what happened to these women. They also admit that the posting that they put on their Facebook page was incorrect, that the facts were not correct. And so they are the ones who have decided not to resolve the issues with these women. And so if, you know, so they sold, and they sold the right. So, uh, but in, you know, it's our position that just because they sold the train does not alleviate their liability uh, in this case. Yes, we were trying to resolve the case monetarily as well as uh, we wanted them to implement sensitivity and diversity training. We reached an impasse, did not happen. We were unsuccessful in selling the case. Do you think the, the employees were involved, especially the Latino, do you think they should not be in those positions? I think those people should not be working. They should be dismissed from their jobs. They discriminated against these women because they were black. And that should, that's not, that should not be tolerated in, in the employment context. Do you think the train should stop operations until things are changed? I think so, yes. The settlement talks was with the CEO at that time of the company. I don't know if he's, yeah, I don't know if he's continuing on with a new company or not, but uh, they represented that they, this particular CEO had authorization to resolve the case.
they did not make an offer. The only offer we heard was the 52 tickets and a, another ride on the wine train, which was rejected before I even... Yeah, so be loud as we want to be. That's offensive in and of itself. And they need to... Yes, in the, in the apology letter, you can go and read it. It says that we could all come on and bring 30 of our closest friends and we could be on the train and be as loud as we want to be, but it was never about us being loud. I don't believe that a group size of 11, we didn't make any more noise than is expected that size of a group. Anytime you get more than three people together, a noise level comes with that. So yes, we love each other's company. We laugh. We, we're not denying all 11, 11 of us, 10 black and one white woman because Linda is guilty by association. I Jimmy Jackson, I'm the president of the Vallejo chapter of NAACP. And um, we have the state. <laughs> on August the 22nd, 2015, time stood still in the city of Napa, state of California, and the United States of America. Seven members of the Sisters of the Reading Edge Book Club are attempting to celebrate a literary, literary achievements and enjoy the socialization of one another, truly awakened to the fact that discrimination still exists in these United States. This is not to say that all the people in Napa are this that on that day, discrimination raised its ugly head. Let us just develop this premise. 11 women on a wine train. Secondly, while on there would be discussions of the latest books being read and providing their personal opinions. This information was provided to the wine train staff Prior to signing up for the trip, the 11 ladies had thoughtfully planned an, an exciting afternoon that turned into a day we'll never forget. One of these ladies will forever remember that eventful day, especially the 85-year-old mother-in-law who probably envisioned a trip of this type. Or the second lady celebrating the birthday of her twin sister died on Flight 93, September 11, 2001. One of them, each one of them, they were paraded through the wine train with all of the other cars disembarked from the front of the wine. NAACP, upon review of the facts in this matter, total support of the Sisters Edge Book Club has concluded that the Napa wine train staff were embarrassing, humiliating, and discriminatory to the members of the Sisters on the Reading Edge Book Club. Is the feelings of the, of the NAACP that the Napa wine train must immediately begin extensive sensitivity training to every member of its staff, and especially those members that are in contact with the general public. NAACP is willing to assist the Napa wine train in taking whatever actions necessary to make sure that what happened to the, the Reading Edge Book Club on August the 22nd, 2000, actions never happen again.